0: Good morning everyone this is Jeffy Kennedy author of epic fantasy romance I'm here with my first cup of coffee (sighs) that's delightful (sighs) today is say it with me Friday woohoo it's been a good week for me I hope it's been a good week for you it's uh, September 30th last day of September. Tomorrow is October 1st for those of you who have been following me for a long time. You know that that's a salient date in our family um, yeah used to be a bad omen date. Now it's not so much anymore. I got a lot of the emails that I was expecting yesterday got some very exciting news on foreign translation stuff that I am super psyched about I will tell you when I know more and uh, release day went well. Um, David and I went to Clafutis and had a latte and a pastry to celebrate. That was a nice treat and got my hair done (laughs) big excitement but it's just good to get this stuff taken care of and uh, release day went very well. Um, yeah I, I I like um, getting that that nice bump nice bump in the sales knowing that I'll have that income at the end of November to count on. It's really just um, wonderful. I've only seen a couple of reviews of Shadow Wizard so far but one of my steadfast readers um I believe not a podcast listener since she no longer commutes but we'll go ahead and name check her anyway since she posted this to Facebook but shall I read you what she said let's do that let's share okay I found it. So it's Terry Beth Cheneau she has so many names as she says yes I finished it last night she read it really fast yes it was as amazing as I expect from Jeffy Kennedy I can't think of how to write a review that doesn't include a spoiler it begins well ends on a glorious note and all the parts in the middle are fabulous. Evil wizards, dark secrets, madness, redemption, and in the end, the weakest of the two main characters shows a depth of strength and determination that bodes shenanigans and a manhunt on par with the fugitive. Jeffy, I am glad you went with your instinct. The pacing with Celaya and Jadron is perfect with all they have to overcome. Well, you know, come on February. So, so that's great. And, uh, I heard from a couple of other people that uh, podcast listeners no doubt out there who were like at this point super anxious (laughs) probably because of all of my warnings I'm sorry that they were like they thought it was going to be a way worse cliffhanger than it is. I would not do that much of a cliffhanger. So I'm glad that the ending works um everybody seems to agree it's the perfect ending I've not yet heard from the people who will be upset about it but it does it's not a happy for now but it points the way to happy (laughs) there's like big neon arrow pointing the way to happy sometimes that's as good as you get. So um, yeah, it was a good day. It flew by um, and like I said I got this exciting news. Uh, I believe the audiobook will be slowly that it's all approved and everything. So it'll be slowly percolating. I am not yet going to start writing today. I've decided I'm going to start secret project on Monday still working on a working title for that. Maybe I'll come up with that today. I am going to um, watch that movie today and work on the outline. Um, and I'm going to get a bunch of my. Copies taken care of. Uh, catch up that end of business. Get some things shipped out. If you've been waiting for print books from me, um, I'm getting those shipped. I ordered print copies of Shadow Wizard. If you want those, they'll be coming. And yeah, I don't know what all. Yeah so I don't know it just didn't seem right to start on a Friday and if you've been I, I've mentioned but if you've been reading between the lines too I haven't been working with Dorinda all month because she um one or the other of us was gone and she's been doing tons of travel and she really needed a break and and I haven't done more than text with her so we need to have a conversation so I don't know if she I think she has really taken a break which is was what she needed and would be really good for her. So I we'd sort of talked about getting together this week and then one or the other of us kept putting it off for various reasons and I texted her this morning and I said is today the day or do we start fresh Monday and she said let's start fresh Monday and it kind of makes sense. I mean it's the beginning of a new month beginning a new week and just feels like the right thing to do. So while I did not intentionally take off a week between writing books this time. It's worked out that way and and I'm feeling good about it. I need to email with agent Sarah and find out how she feels about timing on this book whether I should write this holiday novella next or not. I'm I'm sort of on a a toss up on that I might draw a card on it. I draw tarot cards sometimes for answers on those things which um, might sound woo woo to some of you. I'm always in this um, you know it's like well actually tarot I I do believe works. It's a way of accessing the subconscious and giving you connection to what other people are thinking and feeling and um, sort of a way of assessing how the Tao is flowing. David and I were having this conversation the other day about the Tao and how it works. And, you know, a lot of the people who get involved in like the success stuff and the manifestation stuff, they want to to force things. They have this idea that they can find out what the flow of the Tao is and harness it, you know, sort of like use it like a fire hose to get them to what they want. and that's not how it works. Um, and that and and we were talking about examples of lots of people we've known who were like determined to force a thing to happen and and it the the dow will will slap you for it. You try to harness the dow, and it just sort of drags you under and drowns you that's probably obscure I I could get into more I don't want to use a particular example that we were discussing but I don't know I felt that way about my writing career for a really long time that I was trying to you know that if I could just get that perfect book that I could you know make things happen that I and I I remember even writing a blog post once where I was just so angry and I even said in this blog post how angry I was and a lot of people responded to it Um, and it was probably unwise uh, were I to author coach younger me I would say don't post (laughs) blog post but I had been working with an agent and had done this massive revision of the book that became rogues pawn and and she ended up passing on it and I was just so pissed because I felt like I had done everything right i had done everything on this book to make it work and you know why wasn't it the next twilight it should have been twilight and I was very upset that it wasn't and and I was angry and I think that it was not wrong of me to be angry. I don't know if it was even wrong of me to post the blog post even though I would advise against doing that sort of thing. Um, because eh, you don't need to hang that stuff out there in public past Jeffy. Though it did help to have the community response at the time. But the thing about emotion is that emotion is what drives us and at this point in my life I have learned to be not sorry for my emotions. Um, not apologize for being uh, an emotional passionate person people um, sometimes comment on it and it's like you know emotion is is the sun that's the sun within ourselves and it burns brightly and it drives what we do and anger can be a really useful emotion if you don't turn it inwards if you don't turn it into uh, something bitter and destructive if you focus that anger and push it out and use it to carry you through which is what I did. It was like okay I'm not letting this get me down I am not letting this set me back. I am pushing forward and I I will not be stopped and and I really needed that at the time and I feel like when you're in a creative field that's often what you need because you do get stomped on and it's like well you know you can either be crushed or you can get mad. Right? So I'm not sure. uh I, I'm not sure how I ended up going down that particular tangent I guess the Dow, and controlling the Dow um oh that's it yeah and I feel like and and Dave and I were talking about this when he was saying that he felt like he had been trying to force something to happen and that that never works and he and I over the many years the more than three decades of our relationship have f- seen that in each other and that we each have a tendency to want to make certain things happen. And he recognized that something he'd been trying to do he'd been trying to make it happen and which just doesn't work. And I said you know I think I have finally stopped doing that and he said I think you have too he said I can really see that with your writing career that you are in the flow of it now and not trying to force particular things to happen and it just feels so good. And we were talking in terms of the Tao Te Ching which may be getting obscure for you know we're all having our first cup of coffee theoretically right? But the the state of being desireless of not desiring is very confusing to the western mind if you read that sutra and the Tao Te Ching and because we tend to think in terms of polarity that. Um, the opposite of strength is weakness. We think that the opposite of desiring is apathy. Uh, that the state of being desireless of not having desire means that you are I don't know a couch potato where you can't drum up the energy to want anything at all and that's not the case. That's not that's not what Lao Tzu was trying to get across it. and if you read the ensuing lines, it comes through that way. It's the desiring is that consuming, clawing, grabbing determination. It's that it's that force. It's that young force that wants to harness the Tao and make it work for you and to make your 5-year plan and your 10-year plan work and I'm not saying that there's anything wrong with like the 5-year plan and the 10-year plan except that that's has never worked for me in large part because especially with something that's creative. So much of this business depends upon serendipity um, you know the right words at the right time. What's the marketplace like? What's the mass mind like? What do people want? Uh, you know like why are certain things phenomenons at certain times? We don't know you know and and people will kind of puzzle over it and say well you know like the the eternal you know like why was 50 shades of gray so popular. It's like well why was twilight so popular. We can point to things about it but that still doesn't get to the essence of why did that lightning strike at that time. So you can plan some things but one of the most important things for keeping your sanity in a creative field like this is to only control the things that you can or only attempt to control what you can which is the words right? You know, that's that's pretty much what it comes down to if you're a writer. The only thing you can control is what you write how much you write when you write which is probably why I'm such a demon for the writing ritual. Uh, Sometimes people comment to me that. They are impressed by how disciplined I am and I think it's that's partly because of it that that's the thing I can control. I can show up and do the work. Most everything else is not within my control. So um, I think that this state of being desireless of not desiring is more of a giving up the demands that we place on the world. It is not that we don't want things because that's part of the emotion, right? The that emotion of wanting of um fantasizing of having the ideal of the thing that we hope to achieve and to realize um all kinds of passion you know like the person that you meet that that you desire um the. The house that you would like to have the vacation you would like to go on it's it's perfectly wonderful to to desire those things because that's what that's what keeps us going that's what drives us onward right but you don't want to be in a place where that's it's where it sort of morphs over into greed right or avariciousness or um pride you know where you start moving into the the seven deadly sins right? If you notice the seven deadly sins are basically the extremes of the virtues right? Like there's nothing wrong with being proud of being proud of yourself unless it starts moving into overweening ego right? So the state of being desireless is is saying I want this thing. I want this person I want this goal but I am I'm willing to let it come to me. I'm going to control the things I can I'm going to do the work and then let the universe deliver what it will deliver and some of that is living in the moment instead of always reaching to the future. Well what's going to happen in the future it's living in the moment is is a good thing and enjoying today for what it is you know savoring today the beauty of autumn. So there is an unexpectedly philosophical podcast for a Friday finishing out a beautiful September. I hope you all have a glorious weekend. I hope that um, that you find some time to contemplate those things that you desire and take joy in that. I will talk to you all on Monday. You all take care. Bye bye.